Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 157 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, the new inductee to the buzz cut of the podcast. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) My name is Craig. I was hoping that uh, for a new haircut from uh, one of my co-hosts today, and I was uh, quite happy when I logged on to the... uh, (laughs) to the to the pre-production portion of this <laughs> uh my name is also craig still the same haircut nothing changed i think i've had the same haircut since i was like 10 i don't think i've changed same height everything yeah like you're, we, you're, um... you're both named craig in it, yep. so you know like for me you know i'm barry i have longer hair i just wanted to yeah. fit in a little bit more so i just got a buzz cut yeah that's fair. Um, notes to talk about after this podcast is done. Maybe a whole podcast about haircuts where we just talk about <laughs> haircuts. My hair doesn't do anything. I have to keep it short. If if it grows long, it'll just poof. It'll get like this big, and I I hate it. So look at all this is, content. Oh, oh man, look at all look at all this content already. <laughs> <laughs> haircuts, Barry. He's the best because he can do long, short, buzz. It doesn't matter. His hair cooperates with any length. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, I'm jealous. It's it's the Costa Rican hair. I thank my mom for it. Okay, uh, there what, you go. What I also thank my mom for is the video game news I get every week. <laughs> Why? Because she gets she gives it to me. It's hot off the okay. press. She sends okay. me the text message. She's like, "Hey, here's the video game news this week," and I'm like, "Thanks, mom. Thanks, Thanks Barry's mom. mom. We yeah, appreciate you. Barry's mom. Couldn't do this without <laughs> you." <laughs> so. First up off of Barry's mom's news of video games is Super Mario makes a billion dollars and like slash the whole movie keeps getting posted to Twitter for whatever reason. I've seen them like I've only saw the movie once, but I've now seen the movie like four times thanks to Twitter. Like what what a what a battleground Twitter's become. You can just (laughs) post a whole entire movie with Twitter blue. Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's wild is um. When I saw it, which was a couple of weeks ago now, um, that follow that night when I was at home and I was uh, scrolling through TikTok, I got a TikTok live of somebody literally in the movie theater just broadcasting the movie. And I was like, oh, what? Wow. What is happening? <laughs> but it seems like it's everywhere. Like everybody's yeah. just recording and posting. Um, I also heard that they pushed back the digital release date and also the physical because uh. why not? It's like printing money. So just yeah. keep it in theaters, I guess. That reminds me of um the bootleggers, just like the straight up bootleggers from back in the day, you know, yep. just like with the video camera. Like that's just. <laughs> yeah, but I've never like seen the... it with any other movie ever like this. Yeah. It's weird. It's... Yeah. And on top of that, too, uh, it's just like enough people have seen it. It's making a billion dollars. So mm-hmm. it's just like what? what are we posting it on Twitter for? Like, that's, that's what I, that's what I don't get is like, we've mostly anybody who's seen the movie has probably seen it by now. Uh, yeah. but I get, and, and on top of that too, like on Twitter, you're, you're kind of reduced to just the screen that you yeah. have here. You know, it's not like a movie theater watching, but I guess if you truly live that pirate lifestyle, <laughs> this yeah. is Twitter just made it a hundred times easier. Mm-hmm. True. Next up on my list is Jedi Survivor is a mess of a release. If you guys haven't heard, uh, and we are playing on console, I will talk about the game a little bit. On console, the game's a little bit less of a mess. Still a mess, regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh, on yeah. PC, it's unplayable. 
and it's kind of sparked a lot of the debates this year about how AAA games on PC are continually getting released as a mess and then being fixed later on. Uh, I had this discussion with a group uh, group text of mine that they're all PC gamers. I'm really the only one that stayed on console or sticks on console. But if anybody needs an explanation of this, a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's the same thing that Xbox has with the Series A or the Series S and the Series X. Like these games have to be flexible to all types of different GPUs, CPUs, RAMs, and everything, uh, you know, all the computer components. And if something isn't aligned right or isn't being handled correctly, then everybody with, you know, that certain chip or certain GPU is going to have an issue. Um, It's the flexibility of things that makes it difficult because they need to produce a game that fits for a baseline, but then also go really heavy into high-end computer stuff. It's all... It's all very interesting conversation, as I imagine everyone is finding. But uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Do, you know, is this? Um, do we blame the developer or do we blame the publisher for pushing out the game? Like, is it? Do you think it's the developers Ooh. being like it's not ready, and the publishers being like, no, it needs to go out, fix it later? How how many times are we having a CG, CD project red kind of thing? Is, yeah, is you know that's that's a very good question there. Because The Last of Us had the same problem. Yeah, on PC, um, a lot of games. I don't know. I just I don't know who to blame on this one. If it's just the general consensus now with developers is like just put it out and we'll patch it. I, I, it seems like that's what they're doing. Well, yeah, and I guess um, it. I was gonna say no, I guess ahead. it feels like with QA, you know, quality assurance stuff and testing. All we ever hear about is how these people's and their jobs are getting cut. You know, mm-hmm. it's just less and less people working on this stuff. So consoles, at least a baseline. But when you're testing on computer, you're probably testing on a baseline computer, not like whether it's high end or low end of, you know, that specific set of things or the tools or what they have to go by where, you know, instead of having thousands of different computers, they may have only three. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's where things get a little <clears throat> messed up. Yeah, and it's like the, the 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 consistent climate that you're seeing now with just general business is like a lot of businesses are just trying to do a lot more with just less people like yeah. it's. Like we see it in the video game world that the the issue with the video game world or not the issue because I'm glad that this happened, but like the last four years have just a, a extreme uptick in what is requested in terms of video game release quantity and just like how fast things are coming out. Video games have soared since COVID, you know, even back to when we saw when the switch was unavailable due to the popularity. It's like people just discovered video games in the last four years. And while that's great for the climate and, um, you know, I have my own group of people that I know that are just are now casual gamers when they didn't play a lick of video games before 2019. But like when you see that, in addition to we're trying to have all of these uh, titles being released and released in a specific wave to keep the people, number one, clamoring for more, but also satisfied, you know, supply and demand kind of thing. It's like a lot of different things that go into it. And we just like, you know, you have the publishers who are like, get it out, get it out. And you have the developers like, well, we're trying to make this perfect, you know. And what we're seeing is a result of like both parties sometimes not agreeing, um, you know, and here we are with just releases that are just falling apart. Am I mistaken or did the first Fallen Order come out as a mess as well? I feel I like remember. it did. I feel like I remember when I yeah, I feel like, it, it, yeah, I feel like yeah, it, it was like an issue the first time. So okay. this isn't like a new thing for them. And I remember it getting patched, but I also remember by the time it got patched, I was already done with it. 
So like I played yeah. it in the in the broken state because it was on console. Um, mm -hmm. And here we go again, you know. <laughs> but I'm saving all that for when we talk about it later. Yeah, I'm saving yeah. more yeah. of my smart <laughs> And then my final piece of news, because it pertains to me, uh, Armored Core <laughs> Six gets a release date, yes. and it's on my birthday. So hey. thank you from Software, from Software coming in clutch for my birthday, and I've. I've never played any of the Armored Core games. Uh, but it's Yeah, they look like fun. Are they fun? Mm -hmm. They're fun. They are fun. Yeah. yeah. This looks a little different, though. That gameplay trailer, you know, like it's interesting. Yeah, like uh, I've never I've never played. I don't think really any type of that type of game before. Like I know that Switch had one type of game that was like that, but yeah. I never played it or anything like that. So I'm I'm excited. It's being developed by From Software, so and yes, can we know, just they, they put it in there? Can we stuff. just get From Software to just dip their hands in like every single thing? No. Like let's get let's get a sports game with From Software. Like no, just, like a too much up. From Software is a bad thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I almost yeah. I almost feel like this isn't going to be a typical Armored Core game as far as like it's, what I remember. No way. Yeah. yeah, definitely not. Because wasn't it like I I feel like what PlayStation One. PlayStation 2 era was a lot of Armor Core mm -hmm. games. Yes. And, and they were more like not not like a Souls like, which I feel this one's gonna kind of be like. It definitely it was feels more, like it. Yeah. It was more yeah. like controlling your um I don't even know the best way to explain it. It was a lot of like controlling your shields and your ammo and like yeah. it was just it was super in depth. But at the time I was like, this is so much fun. You know, like yeah. I just thought it was so cool. And could you not like you swap out parts? I think I think if so, I remember yeah. correctly yeah, on so. on the old ones. Yeah, it's such a hazy memory, but it's a good memory. So like I'm excited yeah. to try it for sure. Um, Barry or Craig, uh, mm -hmm. what year is it? Is it coming out this year? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Pardon me while In I the write fall, that right? down. August. Uh, uh, it's down. right before the fall of August 25th. Mm. August 25th. Was that the same time Soul Hackers 2 came out last year? No, it's playing. <laughs> that was really close. I think that was yeah, really it was, close. It was, yeah. It was like August 20th or 25th or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something. <laughs> I'm getting that. Look, major oh, releases on my birthday. What can I say? They 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 know. First you were the Soul major Hackers release yeah. on your birthday. You were the yeah, major release on your birthday. I bet I was. Yep. <laughs> I have the but curse I of I have the curse of a summer birthday, so no games ever come out on my birthday ever like july i feel like is usually a wasteland for games yeah yeah I, yeah, yeah I, it is yeah it's definitely a catch-up month maybe yeah. they just move <laughs> final fantasy 16 over to your birthday maybe that's what they'll do for you that'd be nice but isn't that like september or something no that's june final no it's, oh, june. it's june 22nd second yeah okay. well i guess i could that's pretty close i could consider that okay <laughs> frank's got his birthday game all right there we go final fantasy oh boy yeah, final fantasy 16 <laughs> yeah i that's either going to be a really good birthday game or really terrible. There's no in between oh, on that game. It's going to be great. It's going to be. It's great. going to be great. It's yeah. it's going to be yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I have on my news list. What about you guys? Um, so the first thing I got to go into for sure, and I I did uh, post this over on like our TikTok and Instagram, but this Twisted Metal TV show. Yes. Um, I was hoping. I was hoping. You okay. <laughs> so they didn't show much, right? We got Anthony Mackie. Um, mm -hmm. And then we got the look at uh, Sweet Tooth, a quick look at Sweet yeah. Tooth. Um, interesting note when I was looking into that, uh, voice is played by Will Arnett. 
Um, mm. But the actual actor, physical actor, which is kind of funny for me because I enjoy wrestling, is Samoa Joe from the oh, really? used to be in WWE. He's in AEW now. But um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, I've seen it's very polarizing online right now as far as yes or no. I thought the teaser was kind of cool. I liked the, him putting in the CD and just kind of, you know, I think that was a cool way to introduce it. Um, I I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it going to be good? Oh, p- please pick me. Please pick me. <laughs> Go ahead. I have things to say about this. So, <laughs> number one, there is a staple that they showed with Sweet Tooth. Where is Rob Zombie and where does he fit? Because as yep. soon as the CD was put in, I wanted to hear just all of the tracks there. Had to say that out the get-go. There needs to be Mr. Grimm. Mm-hmm. There needs to be Outlaw. Um, there needs to be Axel. Yep. Um, oh, my God. I feel like there needs to be some Barry form of Barry has Dark no Side. idea who you're talking about right now. I know who Rob Zombie <laughs> is. The only thing is, oh, yeah. is like I know him for one song, and that's Dracula. Yeah. We're going to get copyright stricken right there. You got to be careful how much. You oh, say yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Rob Zombie. True. Rob Zombie songs were a staple of that series of the games. Yeah, they were. Like, they were all over it. Yeah, I, over it. I agree with you, though. I think those certain characters have to be in there, and I'm assuming they will. It looks like Anthony Mackie's character, at least from what I can tell, is just a new character made up. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he's driving a pretty basic car, though, which is, yeah, I, I don't know, like Twisted Metal has always been like weird cars like the ice cream truck or, you know, um, a dude attached to wheels, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like him driving in just a random car with machine guns on the front. I was kind of like, ah, OK, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Here's here's what I, I'll say about it. Twisted Metal, regardless of what one came out. And I think I think I can argue this, but like, please correct me if I'm wrong. I think Twisted Metal is just polarizing. Yeah. Like there's just going to be people that just like it and that don't. There were people who liked the first game. It got a lot of controversy because people of the blood and the, the gore and how it was portrayed. Um, I think it's just a polarizing just piece of media, like whatever form it's in. So there's going to be a polarizing result to this show um, mm-hmm. in terms of how people feel. However, as somebody that literally grew up with and had all of them, I I don't know if I can be fully disappointed. I'm just happy that they actually are paying attention to Twisted Metal again. Like, yeah. and, and and that somebody was like, you know what? There should be a TV series. It's probably not going to be groundbreaking. It's coming out off the wake of The Last of Us and its impact on the general public who have not played the game. So it's got a lot of shoes to fill. Yeah. Not to mention the Dungeons and Dragons adaptations getting good stuff. Like there's a bunch of stuff that's, you know, video game, tabletop game adapted, whatever. But like eight year old Craig is happy that they're doing this. So like I'm going to watch it. I'm going to tune in weekly. That's just me. I can understand if you at home watchers and listeners are not at, like at all. But yeah. I don't know how they got Anthony Mackie on there, by the way. That's I don't know. Wild. Where he popped in. <laughs> yeah, I don't. At least in my friend group growing up, like every single one of my friends bought Twisted Metal when it came out. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's like a skewed, you know, look. Maybe it wasn't that way. But for me, I always just assumed like, oh, the new Twisted Metal came out. Everybody's getting it this summer, you know, and like Mm -hmm. we're all going to we're all going to four player split screen it at somebody's house all summer. Mm -hmm. And that's all that was just like a staple 
of not being in school was Twisted Metal. So maybe it wasn't that way everywhere else, but for sure around where I was, it was a big impact game for sure. Most definitely. Uh, next one, sticking with racing here, uh, Forza Motorsports is in polishing phase and will launch mm. later this year. Um, so there's one exclusive for Microsoft confirmed, right? Other than Redfall, this for this year, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yes. and I guess game Star, of the year. I guess hmm. Star. What is it? Starfall? Starfield. 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 Starfall. Yeah, all that. Yep. I almost said Star Citizen. Star that's Citizen's a whole different field. Thing. Yeah, that that's never coming out. Star Citizen. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to play Forza Motorsports for about three days, and then not touch <laughs> it again because that's usually yeah. what happens. <laughs> Ooh, it's a pretty game. Now I'm yep. done. Yep. Uh, Horizon, I definitely stick with more for sure than motorsport, but I'll download it. I'll probably 250 gigs of it and uh, play it for a little bit and then delete it. Cause I need the space. That's usually exactly, what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that's one of the first ones to get sacrificed when I need space is racing games and sports yeah. games. Yeah. I'm just like, man, get um, them out of here. If I may gentlemen be so forward, how long do you keep call of duty on your PlayStation, even though you need or, or Xbox, even though you need space? It's always on there. I don't delete it. Yes, it is. <laughs> Barry, your answer? Are you agreeing? Uh, here? <laughs> for this year especially, yes. Uh, Craig can attest. I'm on Call of Duty yep. more than I ever have been. I'm You are. So, I always, no, yeah, I'm always yeah. online at night playing Apex, and I'll see Barry get on, and I'm like, oh, and then he goes to Call of Duty, and I go, oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fully back into Apex now. Yeah, it's, it just, yeah, it just seems like I go are. back and forth. Like I got so much into Call of Duty, I got that camo, all the camos, and then I just lost any desire to play it anymore. Um, and then I was like, "Well, I might as well just go back to Apex until I get tired of that and I switch back." But those two are the staples that will never get deleted on my Xbox. Call of Duty specifically because it takes so long to download, I won't <laughs> uninstall it because I don't want to yeah. go through that again. Not, 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 not wrong there. Yeah, because it's almost, I feel like it's almost 200 gigs at this point. It's close. Mm. Um, all right, yeah, last one Last one I have. Um, I thought this one, this was weird. Uh, Guerrilla Games confirms uh, a new Horizon game and like the most random post that they put up. It was just like out of nowhere. And then at the very bottom, it was like, we are excited to continue the story. It just came out of nowhere. And I was like, we all kind of assumed, obviously, that there was at least one more. I feel like it's a trilogy. But for them to just so casually be like, yeah, we're excited to, you know, we are working on one. Just be like, huh? And, you know, and it kind of caught people off guard. Um, I, out of all of us, Barry, you're probably the most excited, right? Yeah, I'd say I am. <laughs> Did you uh, get into that DLC? I finished it. Oh, okay. Sweet. See? Ooh, okay. He's more excited than all of us. But yeah, uh, that's that's all I had. Not a whole lot this week. All right. I had just a couple. Um one of them was definitely the twist of metal thing, you know, yep. oh, oh man, I'm, I don't know why I'm so excited for that, but <laughs> well, I guess I explained it. Um, this one is a very quick one. Um, apparently, and I, I'm taking all opportunities to crap on the, the new Gollum game coming out. <laughs> um, number one, because I picked it last year as one of my games, like, and, and it got delayed. And number two, the more gameplay that I saw, it just looks like, why are we doing this? Can we just get like, like just something different? Um, I would rather do a, a game where with Mary and Pippin where I'm trying to do the same thing, which is stealth and like run like anyway. Um, but apparently, uh, well, go ahead. I was going to say, at least uh, with Mary and Pippin, it probably actually kind of funny. 
Yeah, or at least they'd be able to bounce jogs off each other where Gollum, but continue to go ahead. Yeah, go. Precious. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I hear that. Yeah. But uh, apparently, in order to hear the elves speak in their elvish tongue, you have to purchase, it's paywalled, you have to purchase the deluxe version of the game. If you do not have the money for the deluxe version of the game and purchase a standard game, then the elves in the game will speak in the common tongue. Why? Why that, of all things? Well, they I mean, their explanation was interesting, which is they had to teach the voice actors how to speak it is how they're saying to justify the added cost, Um, which, okay, but like, I mean, I wouldn't pay for it. First of all, nobody's buying this game. Let's be honest. Number one. (laughs) Second of all, nobody's paying extra to hear it i'll just listen in english that's fine i think that angers me too because anytime elves are in a game they're actually one of my favorite races like they're just very mysterious and every there's a lot of uh, wonderful portrayals of elves um and like if we even go back to like freaking i don't know pick any warcraft before world of warcraft i was playing the elves like you know what i mean like i just i just like them i like that race and that just annoyed me to the core that you had to pay extra in order to get them actually speak the Elvish tongue. I'm not buying the game, by the way, gentlemen and yeah. listeners and viewers. I'm not, but I just, <laughs> I had to throw that guy out there. Um, I wanted to take, cause I know Craig normally reports on um, I, some like, actually Barry, you do too, between the feud between PlayStation and Xbox, specifically with the acquisition of Blizzard and such. But there was a report that came out and the report, it was part of like the, the whole court, like the large amount of um, of documents in, in that particular case. And one of the, the the writings in there was how long it takes for a like a triple-A game to be made. And they cited Halo Infinite as an example. And then the next line that came up, and I have to read it and quote, oh my God, is, it was, where is it? There it is. So for instance, According to one Microsoft executive redacted, a forthcoming title from the redacted franchise may take a decade to develop. Now, the reason why I'm reading that particular one is what sequel for what franchise is taking a decade to make? Now, my heart, sadly, says Elder Scrolls. That, they're past uh, four, though, aren't they? There's more than four. There are actually, you're right. Beyond and good that, and evil. That be a, no, that's only one. They they said it was redacted number four, right? As in the fourth yeah. one. Uh, it said redacted a forthcoming title. Oh, forthcoming. Okay. All right. I thought you meant like the fourth in a series. Okay. Um, no, I see your heads out there. Gears. Gears, yeah, years, it has been a while. It has how many years has it been right? since Gears 5? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. That would be my first guess. It could be all the scrolls, I, though. I still think it's Beyond Good and Evil 2. Maybe. Gears. We saw that game, like, at E3 in, like, two th- like, a trailer for it in 2014 or 15, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. yeah and, Gears 5 and was another guess. 2019. Oh, go ahead. 2019? So it's, it's not Gears. <laughs> I think a year and a half ago, I would have guessed Fable. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That might actually be right, because Fable 3 was on the 360. 
Yeah. And that was forever ago. So it could be Fable. And that's a fourth. So that goes back to Craig's theory of a fourth game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get these theories going. Yeah. That's a the good fact guess. of the matter is that's a decade though, man. Like, I don't know. We, we're mad at Rockstar for their like development time frame on the new GTA. That's well, I guess not mad, greedy. but yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know that that title or that news uh, struck my cord, struck a chord. Um, I guess the last thing I have, it's not necessarily news. Um, my birthday is coming up soon and I wanted to show this because um my wife actually pre-ordered it for me and I didn't know, but <laughs> oh, uh, let me see if I can get the right lighting. I got yes. the tears of the kingdom. Okay. So we have OLED a Zelda, Switch. a Zelda OLED switch yep. review. All right, let's see. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Oh, come on, Craig. Let's yeah. Let's okay. Do, um, show us the console and then we need the review. Okay, okay. So here's the console itself. It's got mm-hmm. the classic OLED screen. OLED switches are not new. So a lot of you at home and listening may have at least seen one or probably own one as well. Um, the joy cons I do like, um, let me just pretend like it's my first day though. (laughs) The joy cons I do like, um, to be honest, um, what were, were they the skyward sword joy cons that were the purple, the ones that were like purple and orange, right? Or something purple and blue, like a blue. Blue. So those, those edge these out. Definitely. But I do particularly enjoy the Joy-Cons itself. I like the weight. This is my first OLED Switch, so I do not own one. So as far as the OLED style, I powered up the, because I wanted to test the screen. So I powered up um, the latest, um, oh my gosh, what's the game we both play? Um, Came out in January. Barry. Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. I played (laughs) Fire Emblem and... Oh my God, it looks gorgeous. Um, here <laughs> is the dock as well. I can't get them right. It's a nice dock. It is a nice dock. I'm worried about the white. Yeah, my know, Cheeto because... fingers. Yeah, Cheeto fingers there, and that thing's gone. <laughs> that thing's done. Yeah, but you don't touch the dock that often. Flaming hot Cheeto fingers on that thing. You don't. <laughs> you just got to do this every so often for the dust. Just go yeah, like one yeah. of those, one of those just jet sweeps. Yeah. But. As far as it itself, I have the um, also these guys as well. What do we what are these called again? I They're, don't know the Joy-Con straps. I don't even know what the yeah. Joy-Con straps. I thought they had so like a leave it in the box because I've never touched mine. I don't use these either. <laughs> um, I have a box. I've got a little box that has all of mine all in one area. Yeah. Mm. Other than that, I mean, it, it's a great as as far as the screen itself. The screen is is really 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 crisp. Um, to tell you, gentlemen. Uh, I'm not really a portable switch guy, but I think that it might take something like this to become a portable switch guy. Um, my wife saw my reaction and actually bought me persona five portable or well, persona five Royal switch. So it's now portable for me, not to confuse another, persona, another persona reason three. to play persona five again. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's I'm, too many games you know, to be playing that. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be my second copy of Persona 5 Royal. And um, I don't know. I think I could see myself playing it gradually as we're watching TV. But mm-hmm. um, what I want to do is I do want to finish Fire Emblem. Um, I think I'm going to play Metroid Prime this way now because mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, I, the only thing that's going to get me to not play it on a screen is an OLED screen. Like, I got an OLED, but like a portable OLED screen is dope. So Overall, all in all, it's great. Um, it just feels a lot better. I mean, I have 
I'm pretty sure I have the first gen switch. So I've had a switch for like five years, five and a half or whatever it is. So it's, uh, I'm very excited about it, but yeah. Um, can't wait for the, uh, for the Zelda game to drop so I could just plop it into my Zelda switch. <laughs> let me, uh, let me ask you guys this because I mean, this will tie into, you know, like games we played this week because obviously I played Advance Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 99% of the time I play handheld on the Switch if I'm playing something. Very rarely do I play on a TV. So if you will see, um, let me hold up mine. Uh, my Switch is the uh, Mario Odyssey Switch that I came mean, out. Yeah. Right when the Mario with the original red Joy-Cons, I have not bought a single pair of Joy-Cons since this came out. I'm still using the same ones. Now, here's the question, because now that like I've played it a little bit more, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know, I should probably upgrade this thing because it's old. Um, If I'm playing Advance Wars, I I bet you I get maybe two, three hours before I have to recharge it. Um on playing Advance Wars, which isn't very good, right? Which tells me my battery is probably not the greatest anymore. Um, but part of me is like, I don't use my Switch a whole lot. And do I just wait until the next iteration of whatever it is comes out for the Switch? That's the question. You know, do I get an OLED or do I just and eh, I hold out another year or two and see if something else comes down the pipeline? So... I can honestly tell you, I'm I'm very happy to receive this as a gift for my wife. Thank yeah. you, thank you, um, thank you, Craig's and, wife. Uh, yes, thank you, thank, <laughs> thank you, my my wife, my wife. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I I really enjoyed receiving it as a gift. Um, she knows me very well, and she knows that I would not buy an OLED switch myself because I am the the ca- the category, the demographic that is just waiting for them to up their te- their yep. technological ante. Um. I don't see a reason based off of what you just gave to get an OLED switch, even though I basically just gave the reasons of why I'm going to play mine. So sorry about that. But, but like, you know, two to three hours in advance wars, it's, you know, what three fifty for an OLED switch, um, depending on which one you buy. Um, actually, I don't think they fluctuate. I think they're just three fifty. Um, but I could be wrong, but I don't know. I think like how long are we waiting for a new one? You know, yeah. is the other question because yeah. they're not showing any signs of. I feel like you get I mean, a rumbling every six months about a new version, and then it just goes away. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like what we have nice is like Craig, Craig's in that honeymoon phase of the OLED switch. Mm-hmm. I am more in the uh, I'm I am more in the seasoned marriage mode with the <laughs> OLED switch. Yeah. I can definitely say like I would just say wait, like yeah. in. In the end, now that the OLED one, and I guess if we're all just showing our switches, you know, we'll just... <laughs> yes. It, they're we, all so handy. They're so close. Yes, they're yeah. just all right here. Like, within, we're just, within we're just flexing. Reach. Yep. But yeah. what... And I guess the main thing here is the, the OLED switch is something that becomes a bit more of, like, you're just like, okay, it's an OLED. Like, I'm... If the the new OLED model, like, that, that screen is kind of its trying to think of the word for it but the impressiveness of it has definitely worn like worn worn down on me like i just turn on my switch to be honest i don't even think of it as an oled model it's just a switch like Mm -hmm. that's the kind of like things that i you know my mind goes through now that i've had this for a while so Mm -hmm. you know with that being said i definitely say wait you know if you can hold on to it just wait a little bit more and you know hopefully 
you get rewarded by getting something that's a lot more powerful in docked mode or in portable mode. But yeah, you know, I really, I really thought if they were going to do anything, it would have been around the release of Zelda. Yeah. You'd think you think they had plenty of time to like kind of, you know, production wise, get it ready Mm -hmm. for that, you know? And like with all the releases of like steam deck and all subsequent handhelds, it's still not, I mean, would you be pushed if you were Nintendo? People are still buying the crap out of these things. They have so many licenses on so many awesome franchises yeah. that they they never feel in a corner. I would just hope that sometime they would, you know, in like this, we got to get out new hardware. Let's go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, Sony's like, oh, we're going to get that PS Pro out, a PS5 Pro as soon as, you know, like it's, yep. I just wish that Nintendo would feel rushed, so to speak, or at least like a little bit more um, just urgency of like trying to to up the game, you know, but that's, that's just that's me. that's our own fault because we keep buying it. Yes. Yes. It's literally yes, our fault. <laughs> yeah, it's it's our, us as the consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do want to say working in the retail business, it does seem like Nintendo did a good job of supplying a decent amount of these switches. Like there wasn't like lines out of stores or horror stories about how, you know, they people had an issue, you know, pre-ordering them or getting them. Like, I know people that got it just on the day. They didn't pre-order it. Store, ha- You know, stores had extra, and they were able to get it. So, And, you know, this is the same Switch model that leaked months ago. Yeah. So, like, Nintendo was developing it, or Nintendo manufactured it. So I feel like it's the same thing with, like, well, like how we're seeing a bunch of PS5s now in the wild. Like, yeah. you know, it's they restricted the flow and now that they have a backlog of them coming out, people can easily get them. And now it's also just easy to find, you know, more, uh, you know, PS fives and, or, you know, switch OLEDs as well. So may, yeah. I have a feeling that's what Nintendo's probably trying to do with the switch pro. If that is what they're making, like will eventually a model probably get leaked. Sure. I hope it's this holiday season to be honest, mm-hmm. but I just hope that they can meet the demand and, the demand for a Switch Pro is, I think, probably greater than any like console I've really seen in a long time. Here, I've yeah, there are tons of yeah. people that 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 are ready and want Switch Pros. The Switch, right now, is, you know, it's a good system, but people want it to be on the more tiers of the Xbox or PlayStation. So, we have to, we have to hope that Nintendo is at least preparing for that. They're probably not. <laughs> no, definitely yeah. not. Like, like, who are we like, who are we joking here? Yeah, it's Nintendo. It is. But uh, if yeah, that's, that's, that's it be for all... me. All right. Sweet. Perfect. So then that's it for news this week. Let's go ahead and get into games where I got about three to four hours into Star Wars Jedi Survivor and I finished Horizon Burning Shores. Sweet. All right. Uh, I have some Jedi Survivor as well. I have Advanced Wars, like I said earlier. Um, I wanted to do a quick check in on Dead Island because I played a bunch more of that. And then um, because of Craig over there, I tried the last case of Benedict Fox. Oh, can we can we please commiserate about it? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So th- so I spoiler alert. That's one of my games. Last <laughs> case of, of Benedict Fox um, is one there. Um, and then I beat Dredge, which was that fishing, that dark fishing game that I was talking about last week. I can I think just dark like and a... fishing going to like yeah, the same so weird here. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just it's it's so funny. Um, but like I finished that. I'll give like final thoughts, a couple of minutes on that, and then I don't think I have as much time in Jedi Survivor. 
Um, I probably have like an hour or two in. Um, well, it took two hours to install. It took six uh, hours more than that. To install. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was so mad. I was yep. like, what is this Call of Duty game that I'm putting on my on my PS5? Ridiculous. But yeah, so I could definitely weigh in on what I saw from Jedi Survivor as well so far. Sweet. Hmm. Where do we start this week? How Jedi about Survivor. I let <laughs> I would say, uh, I either let you two start with Benedict Fox or I think right, we can we do start that. with Jedi Survivor. Okay. Let's do it. Benedict uh, Fox. Take last case of Benedict Fox. What the hell is this game? <laughs> yeah. That's the easiest way to explain it. I don't know what I'm playing and I don't like it. <laughs> there you go. That's mine. Go ahead. All right, Craig. <laughs> so like, I don't know, man. So like I had such high hopes for it. The gameplay yeah. and the trailers were nice. They didn't, mm-hmm. it just dropped at uh at like at least our time on this side, 12 PM on game pass. It was just there. And I was like, Oh, okay. So they didn't delay it. Um, it's essentially so it is about a last case i've realized this getting about three to four hours into the game and you walk right, in, right you, down you right kinda, down those notes the last yeah, case the all last right case. Last case. <laughs> and it's like a metroidvania yeah with like a sprinkle of what did i write down i had notes on it um, a little bit of dark souls maybe a little bit of dark souls a little yep. bit of hollow knight in the presentation yep. and also sprinkle some la noir on there there's a bunch of different things you can find in terms of clues and here's the issue with this game so the game in in the dark souls aspect does not tell you anything yep. they have like a small story you realize benedict fox is in this house there's a murder the, the interesting thing about the game, which is what is a check in the right box, is in order to figure out what happens, you essentially, with your demon companion, by the way, that's connected which, to which him. Which is just there, and they don't explain it all. Which they don't explain <laughs> why he's there. You descend into the memories of the dead person, essentially, which is a dark, disgusting, but also beautiful at times world that you're running to that you're running from so uh, running through and you find a bunch of clues and there's clues everywhere you, you have to like search like while you know like kind of turn it around like you would do in la noir like just turn it around so you could actually see something different on there here's where the game falls short is because they don't tell you anything they're very proud and ballsy with the not telling you anything aspect so you spend a lot of this game heck like frustrated yeah because you don't know where to go you've seen all the things that you can in the level and they i think they thought they were very crafty with like you need this one thing to progress but when you picked up the 80th thing you didn't actually turn it around into a perfect diagonal aspect to see the one small speck of dust that you use to to move forward and I was curious because I was stuck at a place for like 20 minutes and I was mad. It was like first, first puzzle and scorn mad. And <laughs> I looked it up and the Steam community had a developer chiming in and people were putting like, I'm really frustrated, but it's a great game. Person's like, where are you frustrated? I'll send you a part of the map. Um, next one. I'm very frustrated at this part. I got this far and da, 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 da. Developer comments developer comments and i'm like why do you have a game where the where there's one of the developers essentially like a like a teenager with facebook on steam watching it to help people through the game that dropped that day 
And like, I understand that there's like, this is not the only time a developer has chimed in to help somebody like in the Steam comic and in the community. But what I saw was an equal level of frustration with people who are actually giving this game more than an hour. Yep. And somebody who has to handhold them through their Dark Souls don't tell you anything game. Because I don't care how dark, I don't care what you think about the Dark Souls series. I'm never like, I don't know where to freaking go for an hour. I'm more like I died for the 45th time this hour, but I know where I'm going. Like, you know what I mean? So that's my huge, that's my small rant on this game. And you know what? I'm going to play it more. And I don't know why that's, that's my rant. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you're right. Like I was so confused and like this week, um, I think it may have hit you guys already, but this, this week was the first week this year where I felt overwhelmed with games where I was like, Oh my God. And when I got stuck in that first area in this game, I was like, there's too many games for me to play right now. I'm done. You know, like I am not going to waste an hour of my time when I have, you know, I'm playing three other games right now with Redfall coming on Tuesday and other games right behind it. And these games are like hours and hours of my time that I'm actually enjoying. Like, I don't have time for this, like, oh, you know, it's going to take you a couple hours to figure it out. I don't care. I'm done. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm out of this. Um, I'm sure your game is fine, but I don't care enough to to Google it like you did. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind yeah. doing that in some games, but like, it's like they, they expect you to. And I don't yeah. want I don't want a game to expect me to have to go to the Internet to figure out what I'm doing. So I just immediately was like, I'm done, you know, like, see you later. I don't need to play this. Uh, There's other better games. (laughs) Yeah. For those of you at home who are willing to give this game a shot, there is. And they ask you at the beginning of the game, a auto solve mode, Mm -hmm. which essentially, if you have the correct items and you are examining the right thing, it will auto solve the puzzle for you. Um. I don't normally like to tell people to do the easy mode thing. Do that, man. Because, like, farther in the game, this is the last thing I'll say. You get a book that has a bunch of symbols in it. And there's a bunch of walls in the game that have symbols that are similar to it. And you essentially have to create math problems to solve these walls. (laughs) It'll have, like, a symbol that'll look like this, and this is 10. And then a symbol like this, and this is like tw- like twenty. You have to find the symbols for a thousandth, a hundredth, a ten, and a one to create a four number symbol. And you have to have the book open with you while you do it, yep. so that you can pass one wall. And a, then there you is you com- need a book in real life. Yeah, you need a exactly. notebook. Yep. And the combat is sluggish too. By the way, yep. button responses do not work. I know I I have an Xbox like high caliber controller. It's not the controller. Yep. It's your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry. it just doesn't. It doesn't feel good enough to warrant the time they want you to put in. I like it. Craig mm-hmm. doesn't get heated very often. He he it's was true. a little heated no. there. I could, I could I hear, was, I could the, hear it in his it, voice. You could see <laughs> where they were. You could see the algorithm they had that was perfectly correct. Make a LA noir based game with like Met, Metroidvania styles where you have to fight occasionally, but find a bunch of clues. Yes, I'll buy every game like that. But now I'm going to be cautious. <laughs> Good thing it was on Game Pass. Good thing it was on Game Pass. (laughs) 
So and just a sorry. and just a little fun question because I I'm not sure if you ever talked about it on this podcast. Do any of you have like a hardest puzzle that you've ever played in a video game? Like, do you remember it clearly? Like, if oh, you guys no. need a minute to think about it, I I already have mine. Okay. So mine is Legend of Zelda: Phantom Hour. Yes, Water Temple. <laughs> oh. Is it the I, th- wait, I, I I think it is. It's the one do you have to close your 3ds to put the marker on the bottom map. Okay. Oh, um, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, like I I I dropped that game for days because <laughs> I'm sitting there with the stylus and I'm like, why won't it draw? I don't get it. I've been drawing on the map this entire time. And yeah. to think like and to think the developers went, you need to close the DS to get the stamp onto your onto your map on the bottom screen. I'm like that I had to I had to look it up. Like I didn't figure it out yeah. just based off of yeah. ran- randomness, but it was it was by far one of the most frustrating puzzles I ever had just because it I guess for the most part, it had to do with the hardware. It wasn't like the game puzzling me. Yeah, it was. Here's the heart. The hardware is your is your problem. Yeah. Is the puzzle that you must solve. Um, um, man, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick Legend of Zelda. I'm just gonna go Ocarina of Time. Just the entire Water Temple. Yeah, that yeah that one is pretty confusing. <laughs> Based off of when I first did it, by the yeah. way, that's yeah. that's the that's definitely what I have to. I bet say. you. Honestly, I'm going to have to say uh, the first Metal Gear Solid, um, when you get to the point where they're, they tell you to call someone. Do you remember that, Craig? Yep. And they're like, hey, you need to call them, but you don't know what frequency it is to call them. Yep. And I spent hours like running back and forth in the game like, oh, maybe I missed like some piece of info to call them. Because when you that. call, yeah, the call they... When you, the hint they give you, they're like, check the back of the case. And I was yeah, like, it's, what case? It was the yeah. actual physical well, case the, the game. game is in. It's wow. on like, like uh, I have it, but like it's on the back of the case is a picture mm. of the codec and on it is the frequency. And like yeah. that's at that time, there wasn't there wasn't the Internet to go yeah. find out what the answer was. So I had to be like the case, the case, the case, the case. And I looked down and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a smart move. But at the time, like hours, I was so frustrated. And I'm like, what What case? There's no case to find. Man, that was like, it's genius, but yeah. super frustrating. Yeah, Dang it, it Hideo Kojima. Kojima. Yeah. yeah, leave it up to him. <laughs> yeah. Can yep. we just, uh, while we're doing that, can we just add the whole Psycho Manus yes. fight in general? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was great too. Reading your memory card making you switch yep. your controller to player two so he can't read your inputs. Man. Classic. Wild. Yep. That was a good question, I, Barry. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a part of me like I wish I lived like during like or played <laughs> Metal Gear during that time because that would have blown my mind. Like at oh, the it was time. one of the craziest yeah, but, things ever. But think about if you would have at that time, if you would have bought in that game, say you went to it would have been Electronics Boutique at the time, not GameStop. Say you went Ooh. to Electronics Boutique and you bought that game used, right? And maybe you bought it and it didn't have the actual the original, case. Yeah, the original. You're, like you're the, screwed. You're screwed. Yeah, right? that's right. Because yeah. you can't go look right. it up. Um, and you'd have to be like, I don't know, maybe ask your friends. I, I don't know what you would do in that instance. Um, because there's definitely like, even back then, you could buy games and they would be in like those generic cases because they yeah, didn't have yeah. the actual case. So that would have been terrible. You would have been stuck. Yeah, you would 
you would have to call your friend on your home phone. You yeah. couldn't even text your friend. <laughs> you would have to. Yep. You'd have to. Yep. Tell your bigger sister to get off the internet <laughs> so that you can call your friend on your home phone. <laughs> yep. Yep. Stop Crazy. messaging your fake AOL boyfriend. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> get your landline on. But uh, let's go ahead into, and I'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That's yeah. what we'll do next. So, yeah. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is a bit of are a you, mess on Are you playing right on now. PlayStation? I'm playing on Xbox. So am I. Craig, what are you playing on? PlayStation. Okay, perfect. Continue. <laughs> okay, so we have... All right, so we each have an idea, and I'm not sure with you, yeah. but the first moment you load into the game, the entire, like, logo screens are all running in, like, five frames a second. Yep. Like... And every time. It, it, yeah, it, every time you boot up the game, it's it's that issue on Xbox. Now, like, I, I, I will say, performance-wise, I really haven't run into any crashes. I have seen, like, a frame drop or two. Nothing terrible or that stops me from playing it. Uh, but like, are you playing on performance or quality? Quality. So, so am I. Okay. All right. So it's, it seems as though like some of it, like definitely people are having variance experiences. I can't, I can't imagine like it, in the state it's in on series X. I can't imagine somebody playing it on series S right Oof. now. Like, yeah. Oh my God. I, right. I'm interested to see what those people have to say. And maybe it's not as bad because, like you're not running it at 4K, you're probably running it at 1440p. Blah 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 blah. Technical stuff, but uh, really, I've I do think this is still probably like the best Star Wars reality game in a way. Just like how we got Hogwarts Legacy with it, we get like this is our Star Wars fantasy game where yeah. you know we're kind we're yeah. kind of in it there. My my main gripe with the game right now is I've died too many times because. I don't know what's climbable. Uh, Like in horizon, I can, I can't tell you how many times I'm pressing in the button to like scan the environment to see what's scannable and horizon. You can do that. But in this game, there is no scanning. It's just looking. And sometimes a wall looks climbable because it has holes, but you just run up to it and there's nothing there. And if there's no bottom floor, you're just falling through the floor uh, or, you know, falling into space there. And, one of them is like you can climb these scratched walls is the best thing I'm going to like say that they are. They're like lightly worn walls. That's all they are. <laughs> yeah, you can worn walls. And, and all it is, is he jumps, jumps out and then jumps back in. It's like the weirdest thing. Yeah. I thought it was such yeah. a weird animation. It feels like you're breaking the game when you do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's what a Star Wars, like a Jedi feels like is breaking a game. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, how do you guys feel so far? You know, the the wall thing I feel like is something that has to do with the fact that everybody's always complaining that it's too obvious in a game where you can climb like Uncharted uh, Horizon. They'll have like the yellow on yeah, the on yeah. the wall. And I feel like this was them being like, oh, let's make it a little less obvious, but going too far in the other direction where now you're just like, yeah. I don't. Like there's times where I'm like, where am I supposed to go? Like, I don't, I just see like nowhere to go. And then I'll be like, oh, okay. It's over there. Um, yeah. Performance wise, I'm having a ton of pop in a ton. Yeah. Um, I had like, after you do like the first area, the Coruscant area, which is like the intro, right. And you go mm-hmm. to your first planet. Um, there is, if you remember in the first game, remember how like the first, side boss was like that big frog thing yeah you remember that 
Okay, oh, so yeah. in this one, they have kind of that, like this big animal. I don't know if you did it, Barry. It's kind of like off to the side. I haven't and you done can... it yet now. Okay. So there's like this animal thing and, and you like walk off in this different direction because I've been like trying to explore everywhere. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like that um, where, you know, he jumps down and you fight him and it's like a mini boss. Uh, but what happened was, is there is a area like he's up on a ledge and he jumps down and then there's an area to the left that you can force pull that leads up to where he was originally at. Right. So I had pulled it as soon as I got there. He jumps down. We start to fight. He goes next to where that area is and just stands there floating as I kill him. Just just <laughs> didn't oh move. God. And I was like, OK. And it kind of reminded me of like some of the bosses I cheesed in Demon Souls. Right. Yeah. Just like you get them stuck in a wall. But this yeah. one was like so bad because he was just floating, like not touching anything. I was like, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> um, but I'll take the win, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I think it feels like you're playing a Star Wars movie, which I enjoy. Like the cutscenes yeah. are cool. Um, the the acting is good. But I feel like just like the first one, I'm going to play this game and I'm going to be like, oh, it was pretty good. And then people who play it later after the updates are going to be like, oh, my God, this game's amazing. And I'm not going to feel the same way because we're just having like these minor issues now that's kind of bringing it down um, like the, the pop in and the, and the skipping a little bit um, audio, not syncing up for me. Yeah, that's right. Is, I, that happened to me. Oh my God. Times. I'm yeah. just like, dude, how did this game that. get out in this state already? Like that should be stuff you check is mm. pop in is okay. Every once in a while, but it shouldn't be happening all the time. And it's almost constant for me. Every cutscene, um, even like every new area I go to, it's like, boom, you know what I mean? And it'll pop in clear. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, dude. I, we're supposed to be playing on the top consoles and it should be optimized. This is that. the top console. That's that's right. the whole selling point of the Series X. This is the right. most right. powerful console <laughs> ever created. Yep. I don't know. I just yeah. feel like I feel like I'm not going to be as high on it as I should because of all these small issues that are yeah. going to add up for me. Yeah, yeah hopefully yeah, they uh, get a patch through. Yeah, a hundred and a hundred gigabyte update like that. Forty on the disc and a hundred download. Yeah, yeah. That, that that just that just can kind of that that's just a hint of yeah. like what what is all needed to come out and of uh, like just one other thing before we uh, before before I let you talk, Craig, is yeah, I I do want to say I do I do like the fact that Cal just didn't suffer from amnesia and yeah. like forget all of his force powers. And forget all of his lightsaber techniques. You come in to you load into this game a seasoned Jedi, you know, knight. I think is what he yeah. is at the end of mm -hmm. one. So he has all of the stances. He has all of his force powers. It's just nice to see that. There's too many times, and I'll t uh, you know I'll throw my one of my favorite games under the bus in Kingdom Hearts, where there is like yep. a reset or of some sort where it's like, Oh, Sora forgot his memories. So now he's got to go ahead and learn everything again. Oh, so gosh, gosh, you're so, you're so goofy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Craig, get angry with us. No, I was saying that's a good point. That's a good point. Now I haven't experienced as many technical lags, but I have played for the least amount of time in comparison with the both. Yeah. I'm still in the tutorial area. Um, I'm actually to pinpoint where I am because I don't actually know how long I was playing, but I can tell you um, that I was after the the droid 
like the first mini boss you fight, mm -hmm. it's the droid that was carrying you like in yep. the beginning cutscenes, and then you catch up to him. That's where I'm at. I don't know if that's an hour. I know that it might be because I was spending so much time trying to figure out where to go. Um, <laughs> but, yep. but not like Benedict Fox. <laughs> It was just, it was what you were, what, what you were speaking to Barry is like, where do I jump? There's like a couple of areas. I also wanted to make sure I didn't miss any collectibles. I don't want to go back to the tutorial area to get collectibles. You know, that's my gamer thing. I just want, you know, like, um, I also pretend like every tutorial area you don't go back to. So just make sure you grab everything that's available, but that's yeah. not, it's not a bad philosophy there. I can. Yeah, but there's areas yeah. in, in there that you know you're going to have to go back to if you want. Because he specifically yeah. says, like, oh, we can't open that right now. And I'm like, dang Yeah, it. yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, speaking of that, um, I don't know why that made me think of it, but I like the companion nature that is going to accompany this game. You essentially were quite a lone wolf in the beginning, even though you had your friends on your ship. They would be on your ship when you got back. But, I mean, in addition to your, your robot companion. Um, right. So, like, now we kind of have people that you're kind of fighting with. Uh, that you can direct with R, well, at least on my console, on, on PlayStation, sorry, R1 and Square, I believe is what it is, mm -hmm. um, or R1 and X. Um, it does feel like a movie, like you were saying, Craig and Barry, it does feel like a movie, and I kind of like that. You could tell that they really upped the production, but like, why is the technical stuff as big an issue um, with this title? Uh, you know, this is still a franchise that's relatively young enough in the Star Wars video game side, that this could be your sophomore game is what's going to like, you're going to either gain new followers or you're going to lose some of the people who thought your first game was pretty dope. You know what I mean? So you got to come out swinging with the correct technical prowess of the game itself and making sure that it, uh, it performs well. So like, that's where I'm annoyed. Again, I didn't see that on my side. I've, I've heard read and obviously heard the testimonies of you too, but like, come on. You know, this one, this one is not necessarily built all the way within. Uh, it's got its its portion where it fits in the timeline, and it also is like a separate adventure. So, like, if we're gonna go that route, like, let's let's make sure Cal, let's make sure Cal and the fluidity of Cal's motions and everything is consistent. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know mm -hmm. if I'm I'm explaining it correctly, but um, I haven't experienced a lot myself, but. It's early, so it's not like there are these huge open world environments either. You know, like exactly. to have these kind of technical issues. It's not like like we were talking before we started recording. Now, like to me, the, the first one was the one that got me to try Souls like games because it's a Souls light, and this is mm -hmm. even more so. I feel like this is an even better way to get people to try it. But it's not like you have this big open world like. uh Elden Ring where you can go wherever you want like these are self-contained levels that yeah. you should not be having these technical issues of pop in I don't think because you don't really see it in Elden Ring right and like that's huge those are that's a huge open world this is super contained yeah. um, like each air each planet world is usually like two or three maybe four directions you can go in paths and that's it they're not huge so I don't know why it's not optimized better. And it's Respawn. Like, they make good stuff normally. They make good stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, it, it's it all it, Yeah, it's all really tough with, uh, with Jedi Survivor. I feel like had it come out in a more polished state, I'd have, like, better impressions of it. Right. But 
you know it's just as simple as like okay if we're getting lost add the same thing star wars legacy has like there's a literal you know page of the field guide that comes out and shows you where to go just Mm -hmm. have bd project a little blue line showing you where to go like it's not uh it's not rocket science just to help people who maybe you know need a little help trying to like like myself trying to figure out hey where am i supposed to go where is scalable kind of uh kind of thing yeah and i have a feeling like i kind of liked the singularity of the first level in that there's little places to walk, there's a little place to explore, but it's not all the way out of the way to -hmm. do it. And I have a feeling from what I've heard is like the next levels that are coming up, and Craig, you probably know more about this than I do, they are much more open and much more of scale. So I'm going, I have a feeling like I'm going to, I'm, I'm at the point where Kara jumps out of the ship of, of, of the next planet here. So it's like, I know I'm going to load into it and I'm going to see what all this planet has. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to be overwhelmed just because it's going to be like, I really wish like it was just maybe a little smaller. I, 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 and maybe it's maybe it's not as bad as I'm thinking it no, is. No, it's not okay. because I was I was feeling the same way. Like, I don't want this like, all right, I'm I can go eight different directions. It's like you get out of the ship and it's like, all right, go this way. And then you might get to a point where it's like, all right, there's two ways I can go. I'm going to go left first. Okay. It was just a chest. All right, cool. Now I'm back on the main path. Okay. okay. Um, at, at its central core, like when you get to the central area of that first planet, there's like three ways you can go. And, and okay. two of them are, one of them's another chest and another one is like that side boss. And then the third one is where you're supposed to go. So it's not super okay. overwhelming, right. um, but I agree with you. Like these games, I want like linear, like, let me just go, tell me where to go. And like, f- like, Focus me in on my path. That's all I need. Perfect. Well, uh, go ahead. I know. Um, I was gonna say I can't. I, I was gonna say I can't wait till we have a little bit more hours in there, there um, mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. To see what it's gonna show. Besides that, you know. So. Perfect. Well, speaking of not overwhelming map sizes, I'll talk about Horizon Burning Shores. Okay. Uh. Horizon Burning Shore, a nicely priced $20 DLC for uh, what it's worth. Uh, Overall, I finished it pretty much within two days. I just kind of marathoned it. Uh, It's more of what I love about Horizon. Um, Tracking, and it's pretty much Monster Hunter-esque, where you're just tracking these gigantic monsters and these robotic gigantic monsters. Like, there there are these new, they're called Bile Guts. There are these gigantic frogs, and they are... They are very agile. They jump okay. around. They like jump that. on you. They throw acid at you. And they're like these little fly bots is what I'm going to call them. They're very weak. But, you know, it's the little things where like this fr- gigantic frog, if you watch it long enough, sticks out its tongue to grab one of the fly bots and swallows it whole. <laughs> okay. Like it's the little details that I enjoy about this. Um, they kind of sneakily put in like an update with this game as well. Like the. The environments look a lot cleaner than I remember when I first started playing. The towns are more populated as well. Uh, There is an entire like 15 minute video from Digital Foundry about the sky, like the the cloud technology, (laughs) where because you can hop on a bird, you can fly into the clouds in this game and fly through them. And like there are breaks and stuff like that. It's kind of incredible uh, from the video I watched. 
the story portion of things I kind of like because it uh, it's advancing Aloy as a character like herself instead of just continuing to plot more of this world ending nemesis guy that's coming along. So, you know, overall, Silas, played by Lance Reddick, who now is or who is now, you know, rest in peace to him. I wonder I do wonder how they're going to go about the game next. I have an idea of what they're going to do, but uh, he gives you the quest to go to the Burning Shores and you can go right there. And it is a much smaller map than what uh, the original Horizon Forbidden West map is. So it's really hard to get overwhelmed. There's one central area where you can kind of just explore and go how, go how you please. The story is ki- the story was entertaining enough. Like it's nothing award winning in my eyes, but I like uh, Aloy's character Seika or a- Aloy's new companion Seika. Uh, she is kind of an I-, I should probably get into this too. Like this DLC is being review bombed for the fact that you know who would have guessed it? Aloy is gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who would have thought? It's been theorized for a while. Unless you've lived mm. under a rock. Um, <laughs> everybody's getting mad at it because she's gay. But like the thing is, is like you choose whether or not you want to like romance her or whether or not like you want that in your experience. So I don't get people review bombing it because they uh, didn't play be it. Honest. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> and it's caused Metacritic to now look at their entire like reviews reviewing system because it's just people spreading a bunch of hateful stuff. Yep. And that there really is no place for that in video games. I do. And I do like that Horizon has taken a firm stance and said that they don't care that you don't uh, that you don't like that Aloy's gay. They really don't like they're trying to tell a story and they're not going to uh, diminish it in any way because people are mad about Aloy being gay. You can say no to Seika like that's <laughs> it's very simple. You don't have to, you know, uh, you don't have to accept, you know, her confession or anything like that. But other than that little bit of uh, controversy with that, uh, with the game and review bombing, I like Seika. I think she's a good addition. I'm excited to see what she does in the third game. Uh, I also found out that the main villain is played by Sam Whitmer. Uh, oh, cool. He yeah, plays Dark yeah. Maul. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't tell who he was because he has this um, Burt Reynolds mustache uh going on but his whole thing is that he leads kind of this very cultish uh program where he is brainwashing the people of um fleet's end which is located you know it's in the la area and uh they're about to take off and he's gonna go like kind of restart civilization how he wants to with him being the god or king of it all um i kind of like sam whitmer's character it was pretty enjoyable uh overall though the story is pretty pretty average you know you're just kind of going trying to save these people find seika's sister save seika's sister um the best points of the of the campaign for me or the story mode is the big bosses like a huge uh, you know a huge uh, apex stalker long necks tremor tremor tusks like horizon does a really good job of setting scale like you are a small human being against these gigantic mechanical monsters that you have to take down. And they do a good job of making you feel strong, but also letting you know that, hey, if you get hit one or two or three times and you don't heal, you're going to die from it. Yeah. So overall, you know, I think for 20 bucks, this DLC is a steal uh, in, in my eyes. You get access to new weapons and better weapons a lot easier than in the base game. So you can take those new weapons and go into the base game and have probably an easier time with it as well. It's easy to get the weapons in Fleet's End, but you have to finish, of course, the 
uh, Forbidden West storyline in order to get to Burning Shores. Uh, but the game, and I've said it last week, the game looks incredible. Horizon Forbidden West, I, I, and with Burning Shores, I think is prob is one of the prettiest games I've ever played, if not the prettiest so far of the new console generation. Okay. All right, I like it. I'm still not going to play it, but yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'll get the I'll get caught up on the story with the little uh, quick video when the third one comes out. Yeah. I'll be like, all right, I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. Craig, tell us about Advance Wars. Yeah. Um, before I do Advance Wars, just real quick, Dead Island 2. I just wanted to check oh, yeah, in yeah, real yeah. quick. Um, so I played a bunch more this week. I think if, uh, if I remember correctly, there's like 16 main missions. I think I've done like 10. So I think I'm you know over halfway. Um, there was a point this past week when I was playing where I was getting to the point where there's side missions and I would look at it and be like, all right, this side missions in Bel Air. I'm over here. I don't really want to have to run back and like take all this time running through a million zombies just to go do this side mission. And I was really like, I don't know, maybe am I at the point where like I've had enough of this game and I'm done. But just when that happened, like one, I got quick travel and I was like, oh, thank God. And then two, you start getting guns. And I was like, Oh, this is like just when, like, in my opinion, when I was like starting to get a little tired of the the melee combat, I was like, they're like, here, have some guns. And I was like, OK, perfect. Right at the right time. Um, So like all that factors in and then like the new areas, like the uh, like the beach area is fantastic. Um, I forget. Uh, Ocean Avenue is amazing and has the hotel inside with like a mall. So cool. Awesome. Um, Every area is just so well done that like the new enemies that show up are are enough to like okay this is a cool new enemy um and i i'm consistently blown away with how good the uh the people look in this game not just the zombies yeah. but like the people you're interact with like those those in in engine cutscenes look fantastic um so yeah like just when i thought i was like oh, i might be done with this game which is probably good because there's a million other games to play it just like sucked me back in so now i'm like all right now i gotta make time for that as well as star wars because i want to finish both but it doesn't seem like dead island is like super long if you were to mainline the story it's probably i don't know what 10 to 15 maybe if you mainline maybe. the story um but yeah so just quick check-in still think it's great and then Advance Wars, um, which I started playing this week. Uh, holy cow. Barry, I love it. Yeah, you do. I, good. I love it. Um, didn't think yeah. I would because I was like, man, I haven't turned my switch on in a while. And I don't know. It's just something about like the the battles aren't extremely long, but like long enough. Right. So like mm -hmm. and I also enjoy the idea of like, all right, I'm going to do this battle. All right, that didn't work out. I got defeated. And then I was, let me go back and rethink. Maybe I don't need to just go head on at him. Maybe I can sneak around and capture his main base and beat him that way. Yep. And yep. it's just like the the thought process that goes in. And then like you're spending five minutes on your turn being like, okay, uh, this person, his one can only hit on these squares. So I'm going to move down here. Like it's, I've just been having a good time with it. Um, I'm not, I don't know how many missions there are in the first game because I still can't play the second game. I think I finished mission 14 today. Okay. Yeah. I, nice. I don't know how many there are. It. Yeah. I've been You've putting some time it. in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so far, like, I think it's great. Um, it's, 
I think it's it's simple enough when you start and they do a good job of adding in a little bit at a time. Like, okay, here's a new unit and this is what this does. All right, now here's another unit. And it, I enjoy when they don't just throw it all at you at once. Where I'm like, okay, now I got to figure out like, all right, what does this plane do as opposed to this type of tank, as opposed to this type of infantry? Like, I enjoy that. It's like, all right, we're going to start to infantry and tanks, do a couple missions. All right, here's the, uh, the water-based ones. Let's do those. All right, now we're going to do planes. I just think it's super well-paced. And uh, the animation's pretty good, actually. Um, I was surprised. Uh, very, I mean, the characters are very anime style. Um, yeah. they're, they're, when you pull, do the power-ups, it's, <laughs> oh my God, is it anime? It's, it's so ridiculous. Barry's like, yeah. yeah. It definitely is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's given me a reason to play my Switch again, which is great. Um, it's become like, my daily, like, oh, I'm going to do like two or three missions today and kind of yeah, take my time with it. I don't have to, like, I don't feel the need to sit down and play this game for five hours, but a half hour here and there, it's like perfect. So yeah, been having a ton of fun. Awesome. Good. I'm glad. Like I, uh, ho- you, you probably, it sounds like you've got a better um, angle on the, on what, what artillery can hit what at yeah. what space like a lot of the times i still find myself a bit confused i'm slightly behind you uh in the mission wise and that kind of thing but i i absolutely agree like it is it is a fun game that you can pick up complete two missions in about 30 minutes and then yep go about your day yeah <laughs> or exactly. go to sleep yeah that's what i yeah go to bed go that's to what sleep. i've been doing <laughs> But yeah, um, any other games anybody want to talk about? Yeah, Dredge, play it. Dredge. Just play, <laughs> play it. it. Okay. Just play it. Will um, I enjoy it if I don't normally like that type of game? I think you will. Uh, okay. So the combination, so the fishing mechanic, I'm not normally a fishing guy. I think I've openly on this on this platform said that I hate fishing mini games in other <laughs> games. Yeah. Um, but the fishing aspect of it, the mini game to actually do the fishing is not that hard. It's just a little bit of just uh, timing kind of thing. Push this button at this time, you know, kind of thing. So um, there's a Pokemon aspect to it where you do have to fill out a book that has a bunch of the different fish that you have. And um, I explained like the story. There's not really an incredible story. You're a fisherman who gets contracted. You get a, a boat that is loaned to you. Um, in this town and you quickly pay that off and then it's just about fishing it's about fishing turning stuff in getting money upgrading your boat but the dark aspect about it is that at night your um, your fisherman does have the you get chased by monsters certain monsters at night in addition you you may or may not go insane depending on how much lighting you have so it's all about time management time progresses as you're fishing so if your boat is not moving the clock does stay exactly where it is but every move you make whether it's turning it around backing it up or going it fo- or going forward does take time off so how late do you stay out to fish before you go back um i can honestly say i beat it in 12 to 15 hours it is a 20 to 25 dollar game depending on what platform you buy it on so just make your decision there but it's addicting um, figuring out how much fish you can keep on your boat with a Resident Evil 4 style or just a Resident Evil just in general style um, um, inventory is just as fun as you do in Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm. Um, deciding when to continue and when to go back because it is not recommended to fish at night, as you'll find out, um, is good. And the story is just good enough to follow. 
you know, where there's four different areas outside of the main, like fishing. This is the town where I got the boat area and each one has its own personality. So when you go up to one, you know, you, you know, you see something completely different. You catch different fish and see life that you do in the other area. So it's a nice, pleasant game. All ages above 12, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, I would recommend playing it. You can catch weird fish as well. Every fish has its own aberration that you catch, which is a a Simpsons three fish, three eyed fish style version of the, the actual fish that you catch. So it's a nice relaxing game for heavy gamers. I think that it will satisfy a certain style because the art style is fantastic. And um, that's what initially attracted me to the game, to be honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. But if you want a different take on that, uh, on fishing, I think you should, I think you should pick it up. It's a nice indie. Definitely okay. a nice indie. I'll have to okay. check it out. I, yeah, I haven't played fishing games since like real fit bass fishing. Real bass fishing. Yeah. <laughs> real bass fishing. <laughs> on like PS2. What about Final Man. Fantasy, whatever it was, you could fish in that. Oh, 15. No, I didn't do any of the fishing in that. I didn't do <laughs> I VR did. fishing in Final uh, Fantasy 15. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead into movies then this week. Movies and TV shows. The only thing I watched was Ghosted. Hey, I watched uh, that on too. Apple, on Apple TV. <laughs> um, right. I watched Ghosted and then I watched, um, started watching Citadel on Amazon Prime TV show. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to kind of hear your thoughts mm -hmm. on that. Um, I watched the new John Mulaney stand-up. I think it's called Baby yes. Boy. Mm -hmm. um, and then I watched Scream 6. Hey. Technically, I guess I could say now. I also watched John Mulaney because that's the special he did when he came here. And I went and saw him. So mm. Oh, really? I, did I didn't see, know yes. that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Not, not, the one recorded wasn't here, but that was the tour that he was on. So oh, okay. I did also see that just in person. <laughs> that's dope. I yeah. like that. So, uh, Ghosted. We'll talk about Ghosted first. Yeah. yeah uh, yeah. Ghosted is a romantic comedy action <laughs> flick. Is that what we want to put it as, Craig? It's 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 uh, Night and Day. Remember that movie? Yeah. yeah. With Tom oh, Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's night spelled thing. like night. Yeah. Yep. yep. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, like the main thing is I uh, uh, the movie was enjoyable. I don't think it's yeah. anything spectacular to me. Uh, again, there are a bunch of like because it's Chris Evans and it's made by didn't uh, Russo, Russo Brothers, Brothers yes mm -hmm. write this or something like that. There's a bunch of Avengers characters in there that you'd be like, oh look, it's the Winter Sick. Soldier. Those cameos were hilarious. Yeah, yeah, the particular <laughs> cameos that they yep. did there were pretty funny. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um. Overall, like I thought the action stuff was pretty cool. What I what confused me about the movie is every time like these two fight more than any other like two characters I know in a movie mm -hmm. and they're attracted to each other and they just say every time that they're fighting it's sexual tension. That's the, that's that's their their block out for it. Even though they're being genuinely mean to each other, they're all like, Oh, it's sexual tension. It's like yep. I if every couple fought like this, then I, I, the world's a weird place is what I'm going to yep. say. Yeah. So not that it isn't already, but like oh, overall, uh, I enjoyed like the time I had with that movie. Uh, I like Ana de Armas. I like Chris Evans. The more I continue to watch more of their movies, I just, you know, gain a little bit more favor with me. Um, I thought the villain plot was pretty cheesy and like yeah. that was probably the funniest part that I liked about it. It's just like the the villains are these super cheesy 
give me the money and they just keep <laughs> failing no matter what they do. So yep. I don't know. I enjoyed that portion of things. Uh, yeah. Uh, Anna was kind of hit or miss for me, her acting. And this was some, sometimes it was good. Sometimes I was like, Ooh, um, it was, it's funny to watch a movie where, uh, he's trying to act like he doesn't know how to fight. I'm like, you're Captain yeah. America guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. none of us are buying that. Yeah. None of us are buying that. You don't know how to fight. And there would be times like some of those action scenes, you could see some of the, like there's, there's Captain America, but he's trying so hard to not be that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think it's as bad as it's getting reviewed at because it, like, yeah, they, people hate this movie. Um, when it first came out, I was like, Oh yeah, that, that movie came out. Let me check real quick. And like the first review I read was like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, what? You know, like that seems wow. a little harsh. It's yeah, not, and it's it is, not yeah. terrible. It's, it's something you're going to watch once and totally forget about yep. in, in, in a week um, or less. But I didn't like despise my time with it. It was entertaining. Those cameos were great. I thought that was hilarious the way they did that. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's fine. I wouldn't have seen it in theaters. So it being yep. on Apple TV is perfect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely agree. hundred uh, percent. Okay. Uh, Citadel. Um, the first two episodes are out on Amazon prime right now. Um, just wanted to touch on it real quick. I can have a better idea once they're all out. Um, pretty generic plot for a TV show. Um, it's kind of a, there's two spies. Um, they get ambushed on a train and, uh, he wakes up, you know, and it's like months and I think it's months or years. I don't remember uh, later. And he doesn't remember anything. Um, you know, mm. that's like what like a uh, born identity. Uh, yeah. Every other, you know, <laughs> movie or TV show has done that. Um, but overall, like I am enjoying it so far. Uh, you know, Priyanka um, was that Joe Jonas's wife. I don't remember which Jonas she's married to, um, but uh, she's pretty uh, good in it. I don't know. I should, my wife would know, but I don't know. Um, Richard Madden, he's great as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, so far I'm enjoying it. I think it's it's a good uh, TV show where you don't really have to think too much. It has like that side plot of like, oh, there's this. Yeah. They're, they're, the Citadel is what these guys worked for. And there's another company that's going around and eliminating all of the Citadel agents except for these two. Um, but he, you know, they both escaped. Uh you know, he doesn't know, he doesn't remember anything. She also escaped. It's, I think it's, it's enjoyable enough to watch. Um, I don't think it's going to end up anywhere on like my top 10 for the year, unless it kind of goes crazy. Um, Stanley Tucci. I love Stanley Tucci and he kind of plays like uh, his, I not agree. A, yeah, not his assistant. He's like the technology guy. Um, and I just love him to death. Like, He's so sarcastic. He gets to be super sarcastic in this show and it's great. Um, So yeah, uh, check it out. Give it a shot. You can watch the first two episodes and decide if you care enough to check back in every week. I feel like it's been a while since we've had a decent Amazon prime TV show. Probably what the boys would probably be the last one. So it's nice to have a reason to go back into Amazon prime every once in a while. And I actually can't remember if it's the boys or if it was rings of power that was out first. And yeah, um, I think boys was first. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Both of them, yeah. they were around the same time, but right. yeah, that's, you're absolutely right. Like I, I'll scroll through like prime video. The last thing I watched on there was the shotgun wedding with, uh, yeah. 
uh, with with Jennifer Lopez. So it's like mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Much- of, I feel the same way about Netflix right now. Like there's nothing on there. I can't. I like, keep, what's the? Yeah. I keep getting told to watch the Night Agent. I think is what it is. Okay. I think that's what I keep getting told to watch. Um, also, I think the secretary or something like that. I did start yeah. watching that. Yep. There's like the nurse that came out too. Like it's like a three part series. I feel, it that just about doesn't her. feel like it used to be where I was like every Friday Netflix was like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And it just, I feel like I spend more time on Paramount and Peacock right now. Yes. You know? Heck yes. <laughs> and I don't see that going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually the only thing that makes my prime video better is I have prime. I have Peacock plus, uh, sorry, Paramount plus through prime. Mm-hmm. So I'll be on prime to get to the Paramount plus series that I'm <laughs> gotcha. watching or the Paramount plus movie. I know there's a separate app and I use it for other stuff, but like, that's where I have it. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Those are, go ahead. Um, speaking of Paramount plus, uh, that is how I was able to see scream six. Yes. By the way. That's where it is streaming on Paramount Plus. Um, that's a great flick. I don't know if you guys were as excited. I'm a big, I'm a Scream fan specifically. My wife elevated my Scream fandom. It was not my favorite scary series growing up, but I, I liked the, uh, you know, it for what it was. But I was very interested to see how Scream Six would transition into a New York City style, which is exactly what this was. It does not take place in Woodsboro. Um, two of the surviving sisters from last movie um, is are actually in New York City trying to make their way and get on with their life after another string of gruesome death, deaths from the other one. Um, I thought that they did this really well. Now, Craig, weren't you the one who initially reported on it? Did you see it in theaters? I saw it in theaters, yeah. And you liked it, right? Yeah. Yep. It's like the perfect... Um... Almost like a horror, a little bit of comedy um, and yeah. just playing with the horror tropes is what I enjoy. Yeah, I liked it in the new setting. There's a specific portion that takes place in an apartment that I thought was actually fresh and new on trying not to die in your apartment via <laughs> Ghostface. Yep. You know, go, like Scream is all about nice homes that Ghostface breaks into. Or like get you to open a door so that he can get into or some type of thing. There's a suburban style that you're usually kind of dealing with in Scream. This is like nice apartments, but apartments and like the New York City style. How can he get you down a New York City alleyway to kill you? As opposed to like, you know, the the ways that he has been. So uh we both enjoyed it it's definitely something that i could watch in the next six i'll probably be watching it during our halloween you know one scary movie a night type of thing um it was good seeing the cast of characters there that were there you had your courtney cox but then you also had um hayden panettieri i always have to slow down to say her name because of the syllables in her name um I like Hayden's character in this. I also like her revitalized movie career. If you haven't been paying attention to what's been going on in Hayden's personal life, Um, you know, so I liked her in this to kind of see her revitalized nature there. And the one woman I can't remember who was actually in yellow jackets. Now I didn't even realize that I was going to like her in yellow jackets, but she also is one of the survivors that's in this one as well. So it's, um, it's a good flick. There's the natural twists and turns that you would expect. Um, I'm actually not naming somebody else like that. I 
I just don't remember their name, but I also don't want to reveal more Pete characters in there. Um, cause I, you know, the scream is all about trying to figure out who the last person is, who's doing all this. That's what it is. And but, I'll tell you this one, I, my wife and I were wrong. So was I. Yep. <laughs> Didn't we get it. wrong. <laughs> That's one of the first times I think in a scream that I was wrong about one or more of the killers. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know, they help you, they help you allude to it usually in the movies, but this one, they flat out kind of just took us the, the opposite way. So I would recommend watching it if you're paying for Paramount Plus, like a lot of a lot of us are. It's free, and I didn't even realize it's been 45 days since that movie came out. Yep. The good old 45 streaming rule, but it's there. So definitely, I think they're recommend all watching. on there, aren't they? Don't they have all the screen yeah. movies right now? Yeah, pretty much so, all of them. Yeah, you could marathon through that if you really wanted to. Yeah, you could scream for days. And <laughs> ah. end it. Uh, <laughs> so um but yeah um and then i guess john mulaney i don't know if we wanted to talk about yeah. that there's really only one there's really only one thing i want to say about it is it's a great stand-up for somebody who literally takes you from point a of their rehab to point z um he's funny he's natural john mulaney funny he if you don't know john mulaney's life he has been in rehab um at, well, he's out of rehab now clearly um, but he had to go through that particular portion of his life being addicted to, um, I think it was pills, cocaine, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and I was wondering where his his stand up was going to go. This is not a spoiler warning at all, but it literally is just the entire rehab process of him. It's just the entirety of the hour and 20 hour stand up. And by golly. If I may be, if I may say some swear words and say, by golly, <laughs> he keeps you enamored and in it the whole time. Yep. The whole time. I, I love when a stand up or any person can tell a story for an hour and you don't even know. That's Dave Chappelle does that well. Mm -hmm. um, that's like the, the most recent guy that I could say is the expert in the craft of storytelling while making you chuckle throughout the entire time. I feel like uh, um, Dane Cook used to be real good at it, too. Dane Cook used to be real good at it. Yeah. yeah, he used to be real good at it. Boy, that guy was popular back in the day. Yeah, he but was. <laughs> I recommend it, even if you're a Fairweather fan of John Mulaney, or a, a mild fan, I guess. It's not a Fairweather. That's like a sport term. But um, if you're just a minor fan of John Mulaney, watch it. It's a nice storytelling of somebody who's going through rehab, what they were thinking when they went through the initial um, – Oh my God. What do you call it when everybody traps you as the intervention, say. the intervention. Oh my God. That's you, hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. He takes you. I'll just say it doesn't ruin anything. It, it, it's a famous guy getting an intervention. So he, so there's name drops. Mm -hmm. it, it's a comedian <laughs> getting an intervention. So there's name drops. So he makes it very funny. He doesn't hold any of those names back. He actually <laughs> calls them out who he was because you, you know, 99.9% .9 of people I think who get intervened are either taken aback or frustrated with the people who intervene. It's part of like being de of dependency. So, but like, I can't, I obviously don't take that, not my word for it. Um, but again, John Mulaney going through rehab from, you know, the intervention to the end of his rehab, he basically explains it and it's very funny. And Craig could definitely tell you being it's front of the seat. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's Perfect. all I've watched. 
Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you feel so inclined, please make sure to follow it. So, Well, I guess follow and share it with a friend that you think might enjoy it. Uh, we have a TikTok. Make sure to follow us and like yes. and comment on the TikTok now. An Instagram, a Twitter, and a Twitch. Make sure to do all of that. We're with the and cool kids. Watching, yeah. yeah, and if you're watching <laughs> on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and like the video and share it if you feel so inclined. We appreciate it. Again, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.